This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. We are back in 2022, uh, and I apologize uh, for everybody who's wondering, like, what happened to Jake? Uh, for those of you who listened to prior episodes, you know that my uh, my day job and usually night and weekend job is in real estate. And uh, if you've paid attention to anything in the real estate world over the last year or so in the North Georgia area, it has been bananas. So uh, in the effort of trying to serve my clients well and keep them first, uh, this unfortunately kind of took a little bit of a backseat, a little bit meaning like 10-month hiatus. (laughs) So, um, However, it wasn't all my fault. Um, I did. I did try to get some help with this. The help didn't work out, and with uh, just scheduling and other just life things going on, uh, it unfortunately just didn't happen over the balance of 2021. However, uh, I have secured some help in uh, scheduling some of the the episodes. My goal for this year is one episode at least rolled out a month and uh, give you some more variety, some more great things to do on the weekends and with your family and with your friends. And uh, if you just need some some me time, uh, some great places to go for some me time around the area as well. So uh, my apologies for the extended uh, absence and break. Um, but um, if you're one of my clients, you know, you appreciate that, um, that you can first. So as that, as an apology and a just FYI, um, today's episode, we are at Lanier Nursery, which is somewhere in the Oakwood, Flowery Branch, Gainesville, you know, trifecta area right there. But it's a great local nursery. And um, there's a couple things that they have that are really unique, which we'll talk about uh, in the podcast. But also for those of you who are interested in uh, buying, or especially if you live in this geographic area uh, and are interested in buying uh, locally grown produce, um, they are opening, they have a location and they're actually moving, so they'll be right down the road from the uh, the nursery itself, um, but great place to find local produce that is is you know grown here in the area. Uh, you don't have to worry about it. You know what the the shelf life is because it wasn't in a warehouse and being shipped from somewhere else uh, around the country, around the world. Great local resource as we're getting into gardening season uh, coming up in the spring. Just a good thing for you to know going into the coming year. So, uh, with that, we'll get started with Lanier Nursery. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It is Jake, your host, and today uh, we are experiencing uh, some of the great outdoors in a local uh, nursery. So uh, we are here at Lanier Nursery, and are we technically in Oakwood or is this Gainesville? All right, so we're sort of in this strange place. (laughs) No one knows. Yeah, we're in the city of Oakwood. We have a Flyer Ranch address, but a Chestnut Mountain postal box. So we're in this (laughs) three-way area, Yes, but basically Oakwood. Yeah, Uh, so it's a hop, skip, and a jump to... Uh, the the Chick-fil-A at uh, Oakwood, everybody knows that uh, kind of staple location there. So uh, we're with Nathan Wilson. Uh, Nathan, you guys have a, a really, um, a, a, I think, a great little operation here. Um, how big is this property? Let's kind of start with just some nuts and bolts of the, uh, that. Yeah, sure. So the, the property itself is 12 acres. Okay. Now. You know, for what we do, we don't need all of it to mm-hmm. uh, display plants and mm-hmm. to uh, grow things. So we probably have about three of those acres in production. 
and really probably at least one plus is in a lake that we irrigate from. Okay, awesome. That's nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in this business, you got to have That's water. right. That's a, that's a smart smart thing to have if you're running a nursery. Uh, let's go uh, back to, you were just sharing with me a little bit of how you got into this. Uh, so you went to school at UGA. Uh, what your degree was in? In horticulture. In horticulture. That's right. What what drew you to that to begin with? Were you always an outdoors person? Yeah, so I know a lot of students that I was in school with, they grew up on a farm and were exposed to this kind of business at a young age. But actually, I grew up in the suburbs just down the street from here, okay. sort of a subdivision. But my grandfather was the one who brought his tiller over when I was maybe 10 to 12. He plowed up a probably 12 by 12 area. Mm-hmm. And I remember we uh, chitted potatoes the first week, planted them the next. And then we put out tomatoes and stuff. So it really it was an exposure to that, you know, older generation who grew up doing mm-hmm. this because they had to. Right. And he gave me that sort of initial passion for it. Yeah. So you were, you said 10? 10, 10 yeah, probably 10 to 12. Okay. Going up to college, that just seemed like an area of, of life interest um, yeah. and, and professional interest moving forward. What was your kind of launching out from? So you got a, a, horticult- you got a horticultural degree, That's uh, bachelor's. From there, did you launch immediately into doing this? Did you uh, go to another nursery and apprentice, and what was that like? Yeah, so while I was at the university, I interned with Cooperative Extension, which is your county agent. Yes. And it's a good place to be. You pick up a lot of, and actually I was in this county interning. And that was sort of the direction I was hoping to take, sort of informal education, Mm -hmm. helping out farmers. Uh, But actually when I graduated, um, after spending a couple of years in a local plant nursery, I went straight to the Department of Agriculture and okay. worked with the Georgia Grown Program, marketing of Georgia Grown Products, mm-hmm. and that really exposed me to even more. I mean, big time pecan farmers, blueberries down at Alma, all over the state meeting folks. And mm-hmm. so, you know, horticulture is made up of all kinds of things. Yes, the roses outside, but also pecans, blueberries, mm-hmm. and some of those things can be quite productive. So then after my time there, I spent four years, so I served my term, <laughs> but uh, I got out of the uh, Atlanta and you know uh, metro scene down there Mm -hmm. and came back home because uh, a a good friend of our family that we've been together for a long time he acquired this property Mm -hmm. and we both agreed that our area really needed a plant nursery because you know the best we had was maybe the box stores you Mm -hmm. know I won't mention any names but you know the home despot and things like that (laughs) (laughs) and so we said well we've seen all this development and all this growth Mm -hmm. so let's get out there and start selling plants but more than just plants you Mm -hmm. know we wanted this place to be an information hub Mm -hmm. because that's the one thing the clerk at Home Depot can't give you is the information on how to grow these things yes yeah so that's really the direction we hope to take it and now we've been here I guess going on our fourth fifth season mm-hmm. and we're seeing a lot of growth mm-hmm. a lot of people return mm-hmm. a lot of folks who are learning and you know satisfied with the, the products too uh, from a from a variety let's talk a little bit about the the farm uh, do you call it a farm yeah it's definitely a farm I yeah. mean, I'll say when I was at the department there was this big sort of debate between row crop people who, who didn't think horticulture was farming but <laughs> to be honest, and not to demean anybody, but you know, now you can harvest an entire field of cotton with one machine, one man on that machine, mm-hmm. and another guy picking up these bales or modules, mm-hmm. they call them, lo- load them on a truck. Those cabs, those machines are air conditioned, driven by GPS. Yeah. And out here, we're picking up plants, moving them with our That's backs right. and our arms. There's a lot of work. So Which one's farming? Definitely yeah. a farm. <laughs> right, yeah, it's definitely a farm. Yeah. Um, from uh, from a uh, from an operation standpoint here, 
any idea about how many different kinds of plants you have in any given day? Oh yeah, different kinds. There's definitely in the hundreds of types, you know, just in say gardenias alone, we mm -hmm. may have three or four different types in the spring. Mm -hmm. uh, then you go to our perennials and you look in the greenhouses, they're about 3,300 square feet each, mm -hmm. usually where we keep our perennials. And we, 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 we would rather, you know, you walk into the box stores and you see a hundred of the same kind of plant. Yes. We would rather have 20 mm -hmm. of five different kinds. Right. So we definitely are in the hundreds yeah. of different varieties. We have a list of plants and it's over a thousand. Some of those have come and gone, but uh, the different types of plants, it was over a thousand that we've seen in the course of these few years. And if somebody is coming in looking for a specific thing that you don't have, I assume the, the growers and wh whoever you get the things that you do have shipped in that you're not growing here, you have a way of uh, potentially getting those things uh, ordered for someone. Yeah, so to some degree, you know, the trouble, the internet has really helped this business uh, quite a lot, but just because you see a listing for a plant on right. the internet Has doesn't to be able mean to grow. you can find it in person. Yes. And so we do work with a number of growers around the state. From the business perspective, economic perspective, mm -hmm. we do like to keep things local and also from the plant material. You know, mm -hmm. they're grown here. They're not grown out in the Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. or down in Louisiana. They're grown around our state, maybe in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And so we do, you know, do plant requests. If somebody's looking for something we don't have, we try to work to find it, but it's not a guarantee. There's yeah. so many different plants. That, right. You know, there's only so many we can actually find in person. Yeah. So. You, you have, like you said, perennials. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, screening material, uh, you know, big things, small things, uh, you know, full-blown trees. And one of the things that I, we, so we were here a month or two ago. Uh, one of the things you guys were doing that day, um, which uh, I thought was really neat. I, I'd not been to a, 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 at least a local nursery, certainly not, and, and the big box stores uh, are going to do this because <laughs> most of them don't know, right. um, but how to properly plant a plant. Sure. And uh, as simple as that sounds, okay, dig a hole and, you know, put it in and water it. Um, it it's, it's a little bit more complicated that, especially in the North Georgia area where we have no flat land almost anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so right. um, you need to you need to learn how to, to how to plant on a, on a hillside if that's where you're putting the plants uh, so that things will survive. Um, but also, you know, the proper depth of planting and some of those things and how to how to mix the soil. Um, and you guys were doing that. Um, thankfully, I had I'd, I'd had uh, some background in that. So it wasn't something that we needed that day. But from a like, hey, this is a really nice like add on because right. what good's a plant if it's not, <laughs> if it's not going to yeah. make it, yeah. whether whether it's from here or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in school, I remember one of our professors saying that information sells the plant. The more people know about it, the mm -hmm. more likely you are to sell it. But uh, our motto around here is the more you know, the more you grow. So we try to throughout the, particularly spring and summer, mm -hmm. and sometimes in fall uh, and uh, into winter, like we did the, mm -hmm. the planting just a few weeks ago, we, we try to have educational sessions. Uh, some of them are free, but uh, you know, some of them have a little fee. We mm -hmm. have a workshop. We had a workshop in the fall about 
planting those like Southern Living magazine containers, you know, that you see yes. on, the, on the magazine covers. And so there's, you know, philosophy behind it. There's uh, design principles and all that. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the year, we want to encourage people to learn more because not, not just the more you know, the more you can grow as far as plants go, mm -hmm. but the more you grow as a person, mm -hmm. you know, the more that uh, you're educated, the more you can make good decisions in your landscape and, mm -hmm. and not feel so... Um, uh, scared, you know, it yeah. gives you some confidence. If yeah. you know how plants grow and know what to do, then they'll they'll be happy, uh, but it'll also make you happy too. <laughs> yeah. So last, I think it was last week, <clears throat> the week before, my uh, my mom who lives in another state was asking, uh, was telling me about this project that they have going on, and just over the, the I don't know the last fifteen years, just the knowledge base that I've um, I've acquired and most of it from people I was working with at the time that were um, either went to school for that or been doing this as a career. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's a little bit surprising how much over the course of time y you just realized that you didn't know you knew. Yeah, um, sure. And so doing stuff like this, you know, especially if you're someone who has a green thumb or maybe you have a brown thumb and you want to have a green thumb, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, that, uh, that you can integrate into, you know, just a, a, just a, a fun outing. Uh, right. for, for lack of a better term, um, and, and not only uh, have something unique and local to do, but uh, something that you will be able to take with you um, quite literally wherever you go. From a plant perspective, this is probably the wrong question to ask uh, somebody in horticulture. Do you have any favorite plants? So um, I have, I, back when I was in the world of, of property management and, and some of the, uh, the um, other uh, careers I've been, been through, I would ha constantly have the same questions with people, and a lot of the things in our area are related to uh, the wildlife. So yeah. specifically, deer. That you know, everybody says you know what it's deer proof. Well, I'm yeah. like, it kind of depends on what how hungry they are. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. um, but from a from a local landscape in our in our region in our zone, uh, do you have any favorite plants, uh, color plants, screening plants? Uh, things that you guys traditionally, you know, keep in stock that you sell a ton of, any any of those that you'd recommend to people? Oh yeah, sure. So one of the first things we wanted to do was to offer maybe more native plants. Mm -hmm. Of course, native plants would be those plants that were indigenous to this area, mm -hmm. uh, plants that would have been found here probably pre-settler time, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> because <clears throat> obviously because they've they've been here for a very long time they're adapted to not just our soils but our climate uh, the kind of rainfall we get the heat we have and so native plants are a really important thing uh, me personally i guess like the southern magnolia is one of mm -hmm. the best but uh, in, in in the flowering world of native plants are a service berry and so service berries are a good alternative to those Japanese, Chinese cherry trees. They hmm. bloom about the same time. But see, Chinese and Japanese uh, cherries, they look good for two weeks out of the year. And mm -hmm. then when spring, uh, summer gets here, the heat is so bad, they yep. drop all their leaves. Yes. But the service berry is from this zone. It's used to the heat. It not only blooms well, but then it has beautiful sort of blue-green foliage in the summer, mm. and then in the fall, great fall color. Mm. You're not going to drop those leaves early because they don't suffer from the kind of diseases that the uh, Chinese and mm -hmm. uh, Japanese cherry trees do. So mm. there are a number of trees that are native and whatnot. Uh, it's not all about natives, though. One of my favorite, say, shrubs that uh, works well for deer resistance, but also for evergreenness. They keep their leaves all year. They do flower 
and they smell great is the gardenia. I think mm -hmm. I mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. But there are several different varieties. Now, Grandma's gardenia got huge, maybe yeah. 8, 12 foot tall. And with our smaller size landscapes, we can't deal with that. But mm -hmm. there are plenty of varieties, some that get 24 inches tall. Hmm. But the idea is they have this natural odor that mm -hmm. we can't really sense, yeah. uh, but the deer do. Yeah. And with that in mind, uh, they're going to stay away. You're going to have fragrance in the summer, white, rosy-like flowers, mm -hmm. and then foliage all year long. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to annuals, like you mentioned with color, there are a bunch, I would say, are some of my favorites. But of course, uh, we're going to have a good variety of some new things, some old-fashioned dependable things. Mm -hmm. Now, perennials. Uh, let's think about perennials. When we talk about perennials, those are those plants that come back year after year. Generally, they die back to the ground. Some may keep some of their stems and leaves, mm -hmm. but generally they die back to the ground, they come back, and they bloom for a long time. Now, you can't go wrong with like lantana, mm -hmm. particularly Miss Huff, because Miss Huff is a true perennial in yeah. our zone. The deer don't care for it. It has sort of a crushed yeah. leaf that smells citrusy, but people love pollinators. Mm -hmm. And when we want to feed the pollinators, something like lantana that's got a bunch of blooms and never stops till it gets cold is a great choice. Mm -hmm. So speaking of pollinators, we also need to feed the babies. You know, we need to feed the children, the grubs, the caterpillars, mm -hmm. right? And so something like milkweed, we sell a bunch of milkweed and people know, people are becoming familiar with what milkweed is. Uh, but it's the only plant that say the monarch babies, the monarch caterpillars can consume. They're, they're host specific. They're looking mm. for one plant only. So we carry usually a couple varieties of milkweeds. Mm. They bloom, but you got to expect that plant to be consumed. You want it to be eaten by the monarch right. caterpillar. So don't put it on the front. You know. <laughs> Maybe put it towards the back. Don't put You'll it out by the mailbox. Time. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you want it to be consumed. But yeah, so uh, it, it is hard, a question like that, to say. From a standpoint of if someone, whether they're you know younger in, in college now, uh, going into uh, maybe maybe a, uh, an outdoors uh, degree, you know something in the, the forestry college or horticulture, uh, or they're just somebody who um, doesn't want to go and get a traditional nine to five job. From where from where you've been to where you are, um, any nuggets of wisdom? If you could go back in time and tell uh, tell. 18 year old Nathan, hey, do this instead of this, or, or you know, get into this more. Um, any, any words of, of guidance or wisdom from, from where you've been? Yeah, sure. So I would say that when you're first starting out in your educational journey, you know, go ahead and do all of your core classes because mm -hmm. they're going to expose you to a lot of things. You're going to have some math, you're going to have some sciences, you're going to have some literature, history, and all that stuff. And then if you're working on that, because I guess what I'm seeing is I've seen a lot of folks, especially some of the folks I met at uh, UGA when I was there strictly studying horticulture, is they had changed their major several times. Mm -hmm. So then they were taking chemistry three or four times. Oh, gosh. Flunked out of it, you know, whatever. <laughs> that so, sounds awful. Yeah, if you, get, if you get some of the exposure to some of the things that uh, uh, are out there, mm -hmm. And that's the first step. If uh, if you definitely know that you want to be in something that's not, say, behind a desk, mm -hmm. may not be nine to five, um, then maybe go come see us. You know, go see your local, say, plant nurseries, or mm -hmm. go talk to some of the local farmers who are around your area, uh, tree growers, whatever. You'll find that really in agriculture uh, and horticulture, it's sort of a a family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like uh, once you start meeting and networking with people, 
they really are open to sharing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Now, understand back in the day, some of the, say, old-timey nurserymen, they were very secretive, you know, and they did, they <laughs> felt like you were their competition. But the atmosphere now is yeah. that, uh, say, there's another company down the street, I'll go ahead and say Outdoor Environments, now they're mm -hmm. in Houston. They've been around for a lot longer than we have, mm -hmm. but I have no problem sending people over there if mm -hmm. it's something they're looking for and I don't have it, yeah. uh, because we see it as... Uh, we can recommend each other. Sure. We're here to support yep. other, not to close our doors and kind of keep you away, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you'll find that if you're looking for information to figure out what kind of career path you want to go down, people will normally be pretty receptive mm -hmm. to at least maybe let you, um, say, intern or volunteer. Mm -hmm. We actually have some folks who are here, they've found out and just want to give some hours so they can learn about plants, mm -hmm. and dividing and all the things we do here. Yep. We let them come in for a few hours a week. It's helpful to us. Yep. It also helps expose them. So definitely maybe be proactive about reaching out to people in the industry you're mm -hmm. interested in and, and learning from them directly before you go ahead and declare a major that right. you may change two or three times when yep. you start figuring things out. Yeah, I've said to our, um, uh, our kids and some, some of our kids' friends, stuff like this, even though as, as, a, as a high school student or college student, you don't really think there's a whole lot of, of uh, I don't know that value is the right word, but we'll just say a lot of value in doing, uh, in learning something um, like this until you're the one who has to stroke the check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're paying an out, uh, if you're paying a professional landscape company to come do uh, the install, mm -hmm. or you just went and spent a bunch of money because uh, you 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 know you just got married and you know your your spouse wants you know the yard to look different or you know to add some things and you just don't have basic foundational knowledge on what's a what's a good option how do I plant this how do I fertilize it when do I fertilize it, um, it some of those simple things and all of a sudden that that lack of information is now costing you your hard-earned money mm -hmm. that you would rather spend on anything other than than doing it twice right. try to help people see it's, it's not just about the one thing yeah. it's about all the other things that that gives you um, after the fact and then like you said once you're kind of uh, you had that knowledge base and you're you're in that world uh, most people I mean I've, I've never met anybody that's in uh, this this realm where if you ask them a question they're just like figure it out <laughs> like oh, yeah. everybody is very open to to sharing because uh, it's if they're in this world it's because they're passionate about it mm -hmm. and people love to share things that they're passionate about yeah so I think that uh, kind of to expand upon what you're saying is like in my situation my grandfather even though I didn't grow up on a farm mm -hmm. he did but he kind of carried that over mm -hmm. and if there's uh, you know it may not even be a person in your life it may be some program you watched on TV, a magazine you read that sort of starts to instill that passion. One of the great things that we're seeing down here in South Hall is there's actually a high school who started an agriculture program. Mm -hmm. It's not just horticulture. They touch on that, but they do ag mechanics and other things. And then, of course, there's like Lanier Tech, who's got mm -hmm. a great horticulture program. You don't have to necessarily go to the university at Athens to learn this stuff. Uh, but if you nurture it, just like you would a plant, mm -hmm. if you cultivate the desire you have, the passion you have, mm -hmm. uh, then you'll start to see the blooming and the fruiting uh, in your own life. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's, 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 uh, it's definitely learning as much as you possibly can. I would say that even if you go to a program in high school, even if you go to a program at college or a tech school, 
you're going to do a lot of self-study after that because I know I sure have. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got plenty of books. These are just part of them here in our mm -hmm. office. But it's sort of one of those um, those industries where you definitely need to continue to learn. There's always oh, new yeah. plants that are coming out, you know. Uh, but there's always something you might have missed 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So learning and keeping uh, well-educated on, on your own time is really important too. From an overall perspective with with what you're doing, do you have a favorite part of day-to-day -day life in, in, in the linear nursery world? Yeah, yeah it may be twofold. I, I don't, uh, since we've sort of started growing, expanding, we've, we've got a good crew of folks who do a lot of things that I used to do on my own. Um, I still do like to get my hands dirty and to, you know, divide plants, pot them up, mm -hmm. uh, get out there and make. That's probably one of, in the nursery, to me, one of the most rewarding from the production side is seeing, you know, the fact that you may have three pots of something left. But by the end of the season, after you've reworked them, divided them, made cuttings, whatever it is you're doing, you may have 50. Mm -hmm. you know? And to kind of see that multiplication of mm -hmm. uh, plant material is very fun. Uh, because the plant really does it on its own. You know, we do certain things to coax it or to encourage it to do this or that. We may fertilize it to encourage it to grow faster. We may, of course, water it to keep it alive. Mm -hmm. We may prune it at certain uh, areas along the stem to get a certain response. Uh, the plant does it on its own. It's still sort of a miracle, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, working with the uh, customers themselves. I mean, it's really about plants and people out here. Mm -hmm. Those are the first two things we've got to get done is help the customers who come in, help the people, and, of course, keep the plants living, growing, happy, healthy, and alive. And so answering questions, that's mm -hmm. one thing that we do a lot of. Uh, people will send us emails. People will come in and show us pictures of something. And so s explaining to them what's going on in their situation and then kind of seeing that light bulb spark mm -hmm. uh, turn on and they say, okay, well, I understand, you know. And of course, if they have a, a pest problem or something in the landscape, we can help identify it. Uh, we do have a diagnostic plant diagnostic center here, and we get a lot of those in the summertime when bugs are a problem. Mm -hmm. But we also have a plant pharmacy, so we can help diagnose the problem and then find whether it's an organic, natural solution or if someone wants to go the chemical route. Right. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that we can help them resolve problems. So like I said, I guess it's really, you know, being with the people, being with the plants, that's really probably the most rewarding yeah. aspect. And, and the, what you just said is one of the huge differences that you will not get at a... <laughs> a big box yeah, store good point. Um, or and any anywhere other than a local nursery um, I mean just because they, they don't know and, right. and we we will have different things here uh, that are specific like you said to our area and what, what I've learned um, is some of it is specific to your particular piece of land and property yeah. because I had I was telling my uh, friend of mine uh, they do a lot of, of, of vegetable growing and we we've done some but potatoes should be one of the easiest things on the planet to to plant and I in in two different houses we just had one of them we had bad soil and the other one uh, we had uh, I don't I call them infinipedes uh, they were some sort of like millipede thing and those jokers destroyed oh, yeah. the potatoes and you know they're under the ground so i didn't know sure. until it was too late, mm, um, too late. but um but f from a perspective of you know hey i got this going on coming to somewhere like here um, to get a, a a solution and like you said there there are organic solutions right. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we've done with, with, uh, with trying to keep 
uh, our plants healthy and especially vegetables over the, the summer um, is doing some uh, some essential oils yeah. um, and some you know soap solutions mm -hmm. and that way you don't really have to worry if you know did somebody wash the tomatoes on the counter or not right. like we don't, there's no chemicals on it. You're yeah. not, you're not, you know, no, in, exactly. ingesting any pesticides um, mm -hmm. or having any risk of that. Um, and and a lot of that stuff, if you know how to do it well, and and consistency is the the thing with everything in right. in this biz in this world. Um, it it will go well. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, consistency and persistence. You know, especially when we try to do things organically. You know, we we've got to get out of that mindset of a magic solution. Yes. You know? You're going to have to be on the lookout. You got to be scouting. That's really one of the first steps into a, a integrated pest management program is scouting, looking, and yes, you can use the oils. You can use uh, pyrethrins, which come out of plants. Mm. Uh, you can use certain bacterias that are in bottles. Uh, doesn't mean that it's a you know like I said a magic solution, but but you're right. It's it, it's a matter of determining for yourself how you want to produce whatever plant material you are. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not a decision that I can make for you. The 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 same government that uh, tells us how to use chemicals is the same government that tells us how to grow organically. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of just tell people you sort of have to trust the government and pick which way you want to grow, you know? Because <laughs> they're supposed to be telling us how safe these chemicals are. Yes. They're supposed to be telling us how we're supposed to do organic. And so, you know, we, we want to help people make educated decisions mm -hmm. on should I use these chemicals? Should I use mm -hmm. the oil? Should I use the mm -hmm. soaps? Uh, and, and let them uh, be confident in what they're doing. Before we wrap up, a uh, couple things I like to uh, always ask. Do you have any favorite staples around the area? Could be restaurants, could be favorite place to go on, you know, a weekend off. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's talk about maybe restaurants because just on the corner, of course, I am 32 and I've lived here for 32 years. Uh, so I know, you know, most of, the, most of the places I go, I've been going for a long time. Mm -hmm. But on the corner, like restaurants, there's a smokehouse barbecue. Yes. You know? And they've been here a lot longer than I have, and I was born here. So they're still doing great. They've sort of, uh, uh, since the, the next generation came in to start running the restaurant, mm -hmm. they've changed some things on the menu. Still delicious, still tasty. Mm -hmm. And so, like, smokehouse is a wonderful place um, to go. Now, you know... When you're looking for hardware, it's easy to go to those big box stores. But, and I'm not so sure how this company is set up, but it seems like it's sort of franchise, local ownership, and that's Ace Hardware. Mm -hmm. you know? So instead of going all the way down uh, the interstate in mm -hmm. either direction to get to a big hardware store, mm -hmm. and big box guys, I'll run down the street here to Ace Hardware mm -hmm. and pick up stuff that we need quick uh, and, and supplies that we need pretty fast, you know? Yeah. And the, um, County parks are a great place to sort of recreate. We, I have a couple of young children. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a young family, and so uh, Wilshire Trails. I remember my parents was taking me there, and that's downtown Gainesville. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a, a more of, of a landscape garden area that the master gardeners maintain. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you've got walking trails. There is a playground for the kids. There's a pavilion you can rent out. 
but they do have sort of a, a, a nice size garden for pollinators mm -hmm. and for us to enjoy as we walk around. But they also do some wonderful activities throughout the year. We went at Christmas time. They had lights uh, for you know, along the trail, you know, mm. Christmas lights and little displays. But then in the summer, I remember a few several years ago, we went to a, a butterfly release. Hmm. I'm not sure if they're still doing all that. It's been a while. Yeah. But still, you know, this, this is just our local county parks mm -hmm. and city parks and uh, great places to get away. Because North Georgia, uh, I always say from the gardening perspective, I think God said North Georgia is the place to grow. <laughs> you can pretty much grow anything. You yeah. know, if we lived any further north, we couldn't grow magnolias, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, if we le live, uh, grew any, lived any further south, say in Miami, there's a lot of plants that don't like our heat mm -hmm. and that really wouldn't have done well, you know? Uh, so uh, anyhow, Looking around at the different parks and the different zones that we have is a great place to go because North Georgia is a wonderful place to live. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, something I like to do before we end every episode is called Lightning Round, and I should have asked you this. Oh, okay. um, so Lightning Round really is a question that has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. <laughs> right. um, so uh, have you seen the new Spider-Man movie? No, not okay. the new one. Okay. So, Wait, which one's it called? What's, what's I, it I can't it? remember oh, okay. what it's called. It's, it's No Way Home or Far From yeah, Home or okay. No well, Way Back. I bought it on DVD last night. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I, I like to ask um, movie questions a lot of time in, yeah. in um, uh, this, but it, we had had some trusted friends that have seen it. Uh, our kids saw it, and and then Amber and I finally went out to, to see it the, I don't know, it was probably a month ago, and I was so disappointed um, it was a good like it's such yeah. a good movie but like i um so so my whole uh movie shtick is i like m movies that are make you think if you're listening you're like w why would you why would you think that a spider-man movie would make you think it's uh, right. it's, it's 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 a fake movie so about a third of the way in i kind of understood what the plot was for the rest okay. of the movie and i was literally i was like Oh, don't tell me the whole movie's about this. So I won't spoil it for you because okay. it was a good movie, and it was there were some some really good uh, parts in it. Over the next over the next, uh, so you you say you started in twenty eighteen. Yeah, we opened in twenty eighteen. Actually, it was February fifteenth, so like tomorrow. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> and uh, we opened then, sort of a soft opening, but mm -hmm. we always have what we call our garden party. Uh, the weekend of April 15th, and I think this year it's like on the 16th, on the okay. Saturday. Okay. Um, so, you know, we've been 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and this is like going into our fourth year, mm -hmm. um, full year, and um, it's been really good. It's been yeah. really fun so far. Over over the next four to five years, any plans of ambition, any things you'd like to see happen, any of those things you guys are looking at on the horizon? Yeah, when we first opened, uh, our intention was to work with growers. So we uh, purchase plant material that we've uh, we've been able to inspect because we can always go and look at how growers are growing. Mm -hmm. We bring them to our area and we sell it. So sort of like buy and sell. Uh, but the idea is that since then we've inched our way into growing a lot of species on our own. And I'd mm -hmm. like to see more of that for mm -hmm. sure because there's a lot of things that I'd personally like to encourage people to buy that growers aren't growing mm -hmm. the uh, the motto in this another motto in this business is you have to grow what sells you can't always sell what grows you know mm -hmm. you've got to know what your market is but there are those play, uh, situations where people want something different and unique mm -hmm. and it's a local nursery's job to really provide that mm -hmm. but um, aside from growing we 
we see a lot, uh, talking about the education we do out here, the classes we've had, of course COVID put us on a damper on mm. having classes right. 2020 and 21, but um, we're getting back into that. We've seen a lot of interest in that, so I'd almost like to see sort of us have our own garden club where you can join, it's kind of a membership by mm -hmm. the year, you get access to all the classes and more, uh, that way we since since there's not a lot of horticulture being taught in the schools, mm -hmm. I feel like we could sort of give that institute kind of idea, the horticulture in institute right here at a nursery, and what better place? Right. We've got 12 acres. We yeah. can go on uh, adventures on the property, planting, looking at different things that have been growing, you know, and give um, um, tours of the parks, like I said here, mm -hmm. where there are gardens, and look downtown at the kind of trees, help people be able to identify and learn about trees. So I'd like to see more of sort of a garden club with mm -hmm. a high education thing. And uh, we'd like to figure out some ways that we can encourage people to sort of tour, you know, whether we're, as we expand our gardens, because it's not just a nursery, we're Lanier Nursery and Gardens, uh, we'd like to be able to sort of have that agritourism uh, feeling, you know. You've got a lot of um, folks who are doing corn mazes in the North Georgia area, but what about like a traditional horticultural maze, you know, like mm -hmm. you see in the movies? Uh, there's not many of those. So we might get into something like that where people can come tour, spend the, spend a few hours on the weekend uh, to, to learn, but also have a little fun. So yeah. We got big dreams. You know? yeah. I think for every hundred ideas, you may have a good one. You yeah. know? So <laughs> the more ideas you have though, the more better ideas you have. There, that's, that's very true. Tell people how to find you, physical location, yeah. social media, any other avenues. Uh, to go about um, connecting with, with your operation. Yeah, sure. So like you said at the beginning, uh, when we started, we are technically in the city of Oakwood, but uh, very close uh, to 985 exit, I think it's 17, it used to be 16, 16 17. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they had two numbers, now it's merged. Yeah. So get on the Oakwood exit, and you're looking for Highway 53, which is Winder Highway, mm -hmm. and you basically head east, uh, and really, like you said, just past the Chick-fil-A, it's really probably two miles or less. Mm -hmm you're gonna make a left onto Bolding Road. So we're not directly off the highway, or on the highway, but we do have a sign mm -hmm. at the turn on Bolding Road. And once you get on Bolding Road, we're just about an eighth of the mile on the right. Yeah, can't miss it. You know, you can't. We've got two, uh, two entrances. Uh, we're sort of in the middle of a three-way stop, so if you miss the first entrance, get at the stop sign, <laughs> take the second entrance, you know? Uh, but of course, you can GPS, and you can find that address online at LanierNurseryGardens.com where uh, you can also join our newsletter because we do let folks know who are on our newsletter and Facebook and whatnot of the new things that are rolling in, uh, maybe some specials we're mm -hmm. having like the sale we had in January. Mm -hmm. And of course, we'll be inviting people to the garden party come April. Mm -hmm. So definitely check us out online at LanierNurseryGardens.com. And like everybody else, we're on Facebook and Instagram. You know? Okay. Uh, so we we'll just throw up pictures of what's blooming every now and then. We'll throw yeah. up uh, what's coming in off the truck, you know, or what's a good deal. Uh, and then little tidbits of you, that you should know. So definitely be our friend or follow us or like us or whatever it is on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> now, talking about the education thing, um, we do have an hour program on a local radio station, but we actually uh, make it available as a podcast. So okay. after you listen to, to, to this one, maybe check out uh, yeah. New Southern Garden. Okay. So New Southern Garden, just search for that. Of course, there's a website, NewSouthernGarden.com. And I give a weekly, um, about 50 minutes or so, of something to do with the garden. You hmm. know, uh, the idea is we're here in the South, 
but what kind of new things? There's always new plants. Mm -hmm. And it may not be something necessarily new we're talking about. It could be something old we've forgotten about that we can make new again, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you can check out my podcast at New Southern Garden. I appreciate that. Because awesome. Education, like I said, the yep. more you know, the more you grow, yep. and the more you can buy from Lanier Nursery and Gardens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to, uh, I've gotten worn out listening to the the radio and, and mm. news and whatever, driving around uh, with all the time I spend in the car. So it's pretty much all podcasts and audiobooks yeah. now. <laughs> so, well, like you said, it's depressing sometimes yeah, yeah, with like, the news, no, so let's learn. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, learn. absolutely. Awesome. Well, Nate, I know you got stuff to do. It's a busy week, uh, and I appreciate your time. And a website one more time. Yeah, LanierNurseryGardens.com for the okay. nursery. And, of course, if you want to learn more, NewSouthernGarden.com is our podcast. Awesome. All right, Nathan, I appreciate it. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.